0: Oh, hello welcome to the david francisco podcast how you doing hope you're doing good welcome i'm uh, bringing you another conversation this time with danny black i had it yesterday on my twitch stream that's why you may ha- hear some references to uh people that are commenting on the chat and some questions that we got but trust me trust me you'll enjoy this one uh, we talk a lot about uh his current presentation the opportunities beginning recently a little bit of like uh, tips and hints for people who are like um starting wrestling and any of the lessons that he got in his uh well let's call it short tenure in a ring he's only been in a ring for a few years compared to some of the people that i've talked with here on the podcast and uh, we also talk about the first time we met and uh, and his gloves it's a very nice conversation that I'm sure you'll enjoy. Before we go into it, just want to remind you that you can watch uh, this, these and all the conversations that I have when I'm live on Twitch, DiFrancisco underscore one. Make sure you follow me there. And if you want to subscribe, then that's great support as well. And if you want to see more clips from this conversation and even... Danny and I watching a few of these matches and reacting to them, then you can see all of this on my second channel, DiFrancisco underscore two, is where you can find all those videos. And it's kind of like the the VOD for for the streams and uh some clips of the podcast and everything. It's where I kinda like dump. All of that when it comes to content, and if you haven't subscribed to that one yet, it would be great. If you wanna if you want more content like this, it's for you to go there and subscribe it. Right. With that said, I say we should just jump into this conversation with Danny Black here on the David Francisco podcast. Danny, mm. have do you remember where we met? Because I don't think he was knuckle locks, I think he was IPW training. Am I wrong?
1: Oh, mm.
0: there was that big session. You know, remember that? Sh- it was like a... um. A was that session? when loads of trainees came to like try to get on the show from other mm-hmm. schools? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I remember like that. A, Spike a, came a as well, wasn't it? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. tons of us. So disgraced... <laughs> <laughs> Disgraced is not a strong of a word, to be fair. Disgraced uh promoter at the time was like, tryouts, IPW tryouts, pay for a training session. If you're good enough, we'll give you your money back and you'll be on the show for free. <laughs> we all kinda knew like we were being played, but hey. It's the experience and the, the, the getting the name out there is more important than you know, actually like getting money from it, right? I think that was the first time that I met you. Do you remember what you did on that show? Was I even on that? I might have been in the Rumble. Um there was a was it was it a Rumble or was it like a oh man. You're gonna make me look. Um
1: maybe because no, I don't think what what year was that? 2016. I think so.
0: Might be. Cuz I would have I
1: only started training in mm. September or October of 2016. Maybe, uh, it it be...
0: Maybe it was 2017, but I think they like, I already knew about you at least, or saw you. Uh, results, okay, let's see if on the results page we can find my name. David? No, not that David, David Francisco. There I am. 2017, 5th of uh, uh, February, 2017. New Talent Showcase. At the White Oak Leisure, Leisure Center. The Swan um,
1: League legendary y- venue. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're not, oh, yeah, that was a rumble. Yeah, the winner was Dick Justice. Oh, my God, Dick Justice. Yeah, I, I think uh, I was in the rumble. Okay, but I'm sure you were there. Uh, I wrestled Mike I was Broly. There. I got oh, knocked I out by Mike, Mike Broly. It. Mike Did you, Strike. That was the only time I saw him in my life. Um, yeah no he was he was actually like pretty
1: good <laughs> like, he was he was a regular trainee at ipw mm-hmm. and he had like a mma gimmick and he'd like did this run where he was just like knocking people out on shows it was
0: great i remember hearing from someone uh is is that music or is that like an actual um it's ice nice cream band. Band yes i love it Oh, I miss <laughs> ice creams. Um, that's what I'm talking about. I have ice cream every day. He was doing that thing with, like, the knockout gimmick. And I think, like, I don't remember what the plans were, but they were going to, like, actually give him someone, like, a good enough name to start, mm. like, to 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 um to do something with him. Uh, and then, like, I don't know what happened. He just kind of, like, disappeared. I, I think, like, he, he properly, like, started a family or something. Maybe he got a kid. Yeah, uh, he's got two uh, kids now. And everything changed. Are you still in touch with him? Or are you still, like, kind of, like, following him around?
1: I still follow him. We've chatted like once since, but it's like, <laughs> That's he's a cool. good guy. I
0: miss him. <laughs> That's cool. It's really cool. Like you meet so many cool people, like with training, and it's you just. Uh, um, it's because it's people that have this this same uh, thing that you have of like something you like in this case wrestling, right? And you just end up meeting people like that, like have the same. It's the thing that kind of makes them different because, like, every it's gonna be really hard to find like wrestling fans, but like the wrestling fans that are at the level that they will start training, so really hardcore mm. wrestling fans. So you meet them all in training, and immediately you start like you're gonna have some even if you they're like great friends or whatever. You're still gonna get a good, re, a good a good a uh, good um, relationship with them exactly because of that, and it's really cool that like you still are in touch with um, with him and something. Um, I remember that on this show was the first time that I saw you wear the gloves. Oh, for <laughs> Should, we talk about Should we talk about the gloves then? Because yeah, they're out there, everyone knows about them, and uh, I think it's time for um, for you to give your thoughts, instead of everyone else giving your thoughts on the gloves, it's, it's, it's your time.
1: What's so, up with the gloves? Um, I'm basically just the AJ Styles mark, that's all it is. <laughs> like I had this, this terrible gear for, for my first couple of appearances on shows. It was like white and it was way too tight for me as well. And it was just like, it was see-through. It's probably, it was not good. Um, (laughs) Like just some generic like bird on it because I was a flippy guy. Um, And then, yeah, I was just a massive AJ Styles fan. So I was like, what looks cool? He wears gloves. I'll just get gloves to match the gear. So i got these like weird Nike golf gloves that Mm -hmm. were white to match the tights. I don't know why. And I had like the terrible like MMA rogue kick pads that were thicker than my whole leg. Um with some weird like white covers on them. It was just bad.
0: <laughs> it, I got rid uh, of that
1: gear within like two shows
0: though, so Really? I thought it was it's stick around for longer. It was like white and stuff as well. Like it was proper like main event white gear. It yeah. was um <laughs> I was looking at it, I, I I I like you were in the rumble. Like the image that I have, I think it's from that show because it's on that venue. And it's like one of the very few times that I was actually at that venue. And I remember mm. seeing you and you wanted to look like AJ Styles. You actually looked like the WCW wrestler, the magician. Because <laughs> it's like, it's like, it was just like those weird Michael Jackson, Freddie Mercury, magician, mime gloves, you know, <laughs> they did not look like it at all. But I was like, how old were you at the time? Because you were obviously uh, like even younger than you are now. Yeah, if it was 2017, then I would have been 17. Like when you're 16, 17, <laughs> it's normal that you don't understand what actually like works as a good gimmick in wrestling. I'm listening to the Young Bucks book now, um, and um, I would say where I'm listening if I have a discount code because I don't. I'm not gonna say where I'm listening to it, uh, <laughs> and um, and basically they um, they talk about like their first gimmicks were Slick Nick and um, Mr. Instant Replay. Nice. And how sad they were that not only someone called them the Young Bucks, but also that <laughs> eventually N- N.W.A. that was on TV said that those names were not good enough for TV. They didn't sound well on TV. So they gave him Mick and Naxx. Nack- uh... <laughs> Mick and <that>. <laughs> <laughs> Nick and Matt Jackson as names. Yeah. And how much they're like... They were sad about it but then they look back and like yeah yeah it was the best you know i mean i actually i didn't get announced as
1: danny black for my debut match oh no (laughs) so uh said disgraced promoter uh Hmm. asked me what my name was like five minutes before i went on there was no discussion beforehand And I was like, oh, i come up with Danny Black at this point because it's not very inventive. If you know my shoot name, it's literally just shortened version of each name. True. Um, So it's like, um, yeah, I came up with that. I told him. He was like, yeah, but you're wearing white. And I was like, yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense. I'm getting new gear, whatever. So (laughs) I go back. (laughs) I go back to- Yeah, but you're wearing
0: white. I love it.
1: (laughs) It's so dumb. I go back to Cuban because I'm- like having a panic attack I'm so nervous like go over the match for the seven billionth time Um, and then uh, Cuban goes out and it's like an open challenge thing she's cutting this big promo Uh, and then I come out and then they announce me as my Instagram handle which at the time was Instadan (laughs) Dan. So for my first ever match i was Instadam down technically
0: oh, i love it and you had that handle for like forever didn't you yeah i did i thought it was a good handle yeah and then you stopped being 18 years old right <laughs> yes I, I, once again it. once again here we are like we've all been there um i i'm looking at your uh, um at the cage match now the list of matches you had here and uh, yes. after that rumble of uh, well, that show that I was in as well, it's this Cuban heat versus you—the a uh, hand the ten thousand Cuban peso challenge, which I I need to do now because I've always I've always considered this, but I never actually checked. So I'm gonna do it now. Ten thousand Cuban pesos in pounds because this is gonna be like I I I. It's I
1: probably just, be like 10p. <laughs> I
0: just know it's gonna be like twenty three pounds or something like
1: yeah,
0: that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Let me just Google this. Oh no, actually no. Yeah. two hundred ninety seven point ninety three pounds sterling. Oh, wow, and I wasn't yeah, getting I paid anything for that match. So <laughs> imagine if <laughs> I, I won. know, right? It's uh, it's it's insane. Otherwise, it's very, it's it's. There's definitely an evolution. I sound like such a grizzled old, old veteran. There's definitely <laughs> an evolution from like where uh, where we've been through, but I think like we've all been through that and, and still go through that, right? Big, big investment is super important in wrestling, just figuring out well, like, what works and doesn't work. And uh, if you need to do a new approach, then you just do a new approach, right, David Francisco? Yes, um, absolutely. Uh, let me just see what's a few of the things the chat is saying here. Um, Kyle Powers goes, what a name, Dick Justice. Well, if you've seen the gimmick, he was dressed as a policeman, but he was the biggest, like... What What's the, the, the Simpsons, um, uh, Chief Wiggum Mate, yeah, imagine Chief Wiggum, yeah. imagine if Chief Wiggum had a beard than a mustache or just a mustache. I don't remember which one and, uh, wore British police clothes and knew how to bump and wrestle. It's <laughs> literally who that was. Okay. It was somehow, like it was the first time that I heard of him. And then like, I started looking into it and like, he's actually kind of like really over and i don't think he was even he's not even from the uk is he no he was from either canada or america but he was yeah. quite big over there i think he was like, doing like Shakara shows he he flew in <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to do that show and be in that rumble <laughs> the talent showcase it was insane also Carl suggests um danny black promo uh the gloves are finally off
1: <laughs> I'm a you few know. years too late on that one, I think.
0: <laughs> he can't go for that anymore. Um, Jay says that Mr. Instrument Replay is a gimmick that literally only works on TV. True. But, uh, mm. you know, he was 18. He didn't know better. And he asks me if I have ever used a different name, David. I have wrestled under different gimmicks. I have never used a different name. When I was, like, putting a name together um, in Portugal back when, like, doing professional wrestling for a living wasn't even... Uh, a consideration uh i i was just like you know i was just gonna call myself by my name if i ever get to WWE they're gonna change my name anyways i'll just think about it when i get there instead of thinking about a new name now only to have to think about a new name later you know what i mean
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i guess that just like worked out for the best uh which is cool how do you then transform yourself and like think of I need to get something new and different to come up with, you know, the the current presentation of Danny Black and uh, the the gear and the kid without fear and all of that. Is there any like snap moment or is it just like, "Oh, I really enjoyed seeing Daredevil on Netflix." Let me steal all of that.
1: <laughs> um so basically I came up with the uh the DB logo just cuz like I always I've been a fan of like comic books and all that for a long time. Like I have loads of Daredevil comic books from when I was like 5. I put my room um, and I saw one of them and I was like, the DD could easily work as a DB. So I literally mm. just stole that, uh, and put it on gear. And that was like my second set of gear, which is still terrible. It's literally just like plain red tights that are poorly fitting with that logo on it. Um, so yeah, that was, that was that for a while. It was just like the rip off of the logo. I didn't really have like the nickname or anything. And then I think some, another trainee at IPW, I can't remember who. But there was like, oh, um, like you should go more into this Daredevil thing. Like he's the man without fear. You should be the kid without fear. Because obviously, I was like sixteen, seventeen, um, and I was like, oh, it's a good idea. So I went with that. I got the nickname and everything. And then I did get the the good gear for a while. Then, but I was I, I'd had it all designed out and everything, like the the Devil's Head logo and the the hood, hoodie with the horns and uh, yeah it's like it's slowly evolved i think i feel like i've only like just started to realize what the character should be for ages it was literally just like a cool nickname and mm-hmm. a cool set of gear
0: i i'm sure like you, you you don't mind us talking about it but i remember like mm. us having a lot of conversations where it's like um, we would be like we would question like what's where is the kid without fear. Once the bell starts, you know, there's a conversation mm. that Steve Austin talks about a lot when he was uh, uh, driving Dutch Mantel around early in his career, and he was stunning Steve Austin. No, maybe it wasn't Dutch Mantel. I think it was Tom Pritchard, actually. That basically like asked him once, "What's so stunning about stunning Steve Austin?" And Austin was like, uh, "I don't know. It's a name I use. I use the stunning <laughs> finisher, so I'm just I'm stunning Steve Austin." And yeah, like I think it's it's super important for for like the presentation to not be just like a presentation, but actually like mean something because that's going to be the kind of thing that's going to distinguish you from everyone else. You know, make you unique and give sim- people something to to cling on. Is there any any like let's call like mantras or like things you think about or are starting to think about exploring when it comes to exactly this that you want to like share for people to uh, have their eyes open for it?
1: So yeah, I feel like. Um... With the gimmick, uh, for a long time it was just like the kid without fear. Like obviously he does like loads of flips, dives, or whatever, like the 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 no fear style in ring. Um, but recently, and I think you'll see with the the next match that's coming out on the next chapter for progress, that like I'm doing it. I'm using it more as an attitude now in the ring instead of just like an in ring style. So I've taken inspiration from guys like um like Darby Allen and uh, Penta, especially because I've, I've seen the match as well as coming out on the next chapter and commentary help get over way better than I can because I'm shit at speaking. Um, so yeah, listen out for the commentary on the next match because they actually put into words what I'm trying to say.
0: Good. What's the next match? What's the next match again? Is it the original one? Yeah. Hmm. Um... I don't think it's, well, that it hasn't been announced yet, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oops i mean i just presumed i didn't know it was gonna happen at least she was like i know what happened in the tag match i presume the next match yeah. is him versus Redroy, right um, i feel like everyone will know that anyway but yeah <laughs> yeah well <laughs> you, gotta you, Firks, you gotta hear first perks. <laughs> you gotta hear first um yeah, that's gonna be a good matchup for you to show that and at least explore it, right? So, I, 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 if I can make this conversation about myself, which is kind of the point. It's my podcast. It's my show. Um, <laughs> I, um, I remember when I, um, when when I wrestled Ridgeway, and it was like in the face of me transitioning and exploring uh, being a babyface, right? It's like I don't know, um, like the. I still didn't know what exactly I wanted to be, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, when it comes to, like, wrestling like that. Uh, It's okay. The point I'm trying to make is it was very much about, like, exploring and trying to figure out what works and doesn't work. And not as much like you, you knowing what it is, because it's you need to build into it. You need to try it and see what works and doesn't work. And then, especially when you don't have any fans to bounce off, it's 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 harder as well. Like I remember yeah. when I had that match with Ridgeway, which is the last match that I had um, before the world closed down. And like four months later, I was like, you know what? If it was today, after all the thought, the the thought I've put into these kind of things, that match would have been completely different because my what I was going to do in the match, I was going to present myself in the match would be completely different as well. And like, yeah. I think that's similar to the, what you're going through right now. It's like, it clicked the thing of like, okay, this is what I need, mm. but now I just need to find it. You know, I know now you know what you're looking for. And now you just need to find it. It's going to be, I don't know, maybe, maybe like we're going to watch it. It's going to be like, great. And I'm just talking out of my ass, but um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's not a process as much as it is, uh, is for you. But I think it's like, you'll always, you'll always take your time and, uh, We'll get somewhere from that. Yeah. Jay
1: asks... Uh, and sorry, like, go I, on. I've took inspiration as well from, like, real-life stuff that's happened to me as well. So it's mm. like, And the commentary helped get that over as well, telling that during the match. So, it, it brings it all together. Like, definitely, commentary are helping so much on progress. <laughs> like, well, there's yeah. no fans. It's like, the only noise is them, really, and us going... <laughs> reacting to it. real hard. <laughs> so, it's
0: like... <laughs> um, Jay asks... Where did he you get your signature hand symbol, Danny? I feel like there's a oh, a saying uh, <laughs> something.
1: so it's it's not really that interesting. It's just um, you know when Eminem and MGK had that little uh, beef back and forth thing.
0: Oh, you um, mean the rappers, not the it, the wrestlers? Eminem, the team. Uh, okay, <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. no,
1: not Morrison and the <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, so on the cover of Rap Devil, uh, Eminem did the did the hand symbol, mm-hmm. and uh, no, Rap God. I mean, rap yeah, God. and then for Rap Devil, MGK did that on the cover. So that <laughs> I didn't the know MGK.
0: The MGK did a Rap Devil. Yeah, it's just this track on Eminem. I didn't know that. I need to listen to it. I would listen right <laughs> now, like but like, you would. I,
1: would
0: ago. I, I I just didn't know. I like I I I'm not that into. You, you're very much into it, aren't you? Like, um, yeah the rap scene and stuff is a big influence on you have you have you always listened to rap or is it one of the things where like you one day someone shows it to you and you're like Fuck, i love this <laughs> well, um i've always listened to
1: like um hip-hop and rap so like i used to watch like the music channels when i was younger like in primary school age because i used to love like jay-z and Kanye West all the american artists but i didn't find out um, about uk rap and grime until i was like 10 11 when I was on one of these music channels and then a boy better no video came up and I was like, wait, they rap over here as well. That's sick. <laughs> so like I started getting into that and like, yeah, it's pretty much the majority of what I listen to now is mostly UK rap and grime and then some American rapping and some pop punk here and there. But yeah, mainly rap. But anyway,
0: there's huge, yeah. There's a huge like yeah, rap scene right now in the in UK, isn't there? Like I, uh, I don't know, like I don't, I don't follow it that much, but it's. I always feel like there's a, it's a big deal, even like around the world, it's very recognized. Like Stormzy became big, didn't he? Yeah, so yeah, Stormzy and
1: Skepta are the, the the main ones that have made it like over into America, and really like broke that barrier. But they're they're like massive over here, and there's literally like so many like oh, I could name so many that you would never have heard of, but are like so sick <laughs> they could easily like be on the level of Stormzy and Skepta and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like um, P. Money, I don't, don't know if you've never heard of him.
0: The answer, like, just assume the answer is no. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know Stormzy nah. because it's yeah. Stormzy, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. He's been on TV and all that, Jonathan Ross show. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, someone like P. Money is so underrated, but, like, he's so in... The roots of grime, like he pretty much only does grime music, which mm-hmm. isn't that translatable to America. Like the the thing with Stormzy and Skepta, is they do like more American style raps as well as grime, and they do mm. like different genres. But yeah, I feel like Grime's just harder for Americans to understand because like the tempo is so quick and the slang that we use and all that.
0: As it someone must be hard for you to understand as well as I, a second I language. I was just about to say that. I'm like. <laughs> Not only is it not my first language, but, like, all my pop culture references when it comes to everything English-related is actually American, right? And I can totally see how... Because I always say, like, I've heard grime before and I I know how it is and stuff, but, like, I can totally see how someone from America does not have... uh, He's not going to get grime. I feel like I can totally see how Mm. grime is as a very specific target audience or like at least like it works in a very specific culture environment right which i get because i'm in london i've been in london for years i I get it but like if you haven't then you're not gonna get but like at the same time it's like isn't that where rap has always been you know i'm like yeah you can't expect like people who, who farm in kentucky to at least until rap became mainstream, obviously. You couldn't expect people farming Kentucky to understand what rap groups from Brooklyn were rapping about and what their music <laughs> yeah, is exactly. and everything. Yeah, exactly. They just it. won't understand most of the words being used. Yeah, and 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 also, like, it's the topics that are being talked about. It's hard to... Because yeah. normally rap is very... um What's the word that isn't political? Uh, cultural, heavy-related? I don't know. And, like, you need to understand. I think, like, one of the reasons why... Maybe I never got into a rap or or whatever it is because I am—I've no, never been part of the culture, right? Um, yeah. Or like lived around or whatever, even in Portugal. But then, like, once you go into like, I am a huge Eminem fan, mm. just because like I like the music by itself, you know. And I kind of get the, yeah. Uh, I I get the, the the character, the the Slim Shady character. Let's put it that way. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, you don't
1: have to like experience the up like you didn't grow up on like a, a trailer park like white trash <laughs> like eminem did but you can still yeah. appreciate his music like, yeah. yeah
0: you don't have Unless to like... you take it literally Honestly, I... if, you, if you take it literally then how dare you listen to a misogynist sexist bastard right
1: <laughs> yeah he's exactly, singing about yeah.
0: killing women how dare you it's hard <laughs> don't, don't you get the point <laughs> but
1: yeah i think my love for it grew as well hmm. um in secondary school because like pretty much all my friends listen to and all that because um i literally literally went to school with um p money's little brother so like it was in yeah it was um in like a rough area yeah Yeah. whatever you want (laughs) to say but it's like um but yeah like it's pretty much all we listened to in school and that like every day we like share songs to each other and all that like underground artists that we never heard of and stuff like that so
0: uh, we're gonna watch some ma- some of your matches here on stream, uh, just in a second. Uh, first of all, just a couple of questions here. By the way, I know my camera is a bit behind, I'm trying to fix it, but I seem that I can't. Uh, this is the best that I can do, it's gonna have this small delay here, sorry guys. Um, Drea asks, uh, how did you get your first booking? I think we kind of just went through it, but do you want to just recap the story quickly?
1: Yeah, so I was a trainee at uh, IPW in like 2016. And uh, the way, like, pretty much everyone there debuted is, like, you train for a certain amount of time, and then once said promoter thinks you're ready, you'd uh, get onto like, a rumble first, like, know what it's like to wrestle in front of an audience. And then once you've done a few of those, he'll give you, like, a singles match on a trainee show, so it's not as high pressure. But saying that, my first trainee show had Matt Riddle in the main event, so it's like...
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's such an IPW thing to do if you think about it, you know? Literally, Um, like, it was just all trainees, and then the main event was Riddle versus Duggan. (laughs) Which kind of like, well, to be fair, it's the kind of matches Duggan needed to have at the time. Yeah. It's still still like a thing of like, come and let's give you a platform to... To like show like shine whatever it is you know let's get you a, an opportunity to wrestle someone that's better than you a bigger star whatever it is right try to help you make your name for yourself um i always get that question a lot of like how do you then get like into shows and stuff and like that's the answer basically you know um <laughs> i was gonna say a word but i don't want to say that word specifically um um shady promoters or not um, at the end of the day, it's like the way you get your first match and your first opportunities in front of a crowd is you rest, you train. Your trainer will absolutely have a connection to a show one way or the other. The school will likely be connected to companies that run shows. And when your trainer thinks you're ready, then you're going to get your first shot because he will be the one wanting to give you that shot because it's time, right? Obviously, you will think you're ready way before your trainer does, but, you mm. know, that's tells of the tape, right? Uh, do you have any advice for uh, people training, starting training and stuff? Let's all we'll learn the ropes here, just out of nowhere. Yeah, I'd say, like, um,
1: don't rush into your debut. Because <laughs> I feel like everyone coming through that IPW school, especially, like, we was kind of thrown into shows quicker than it seemed most people are. Like, it seemed normal at IPW to like, cause I, I think I was only training for like four months before I was on a show. So it's like, I, yes, I pick things up quickly, like physically, but I had no idea about any like psychology or storytelling, anything like that whatsoever. I was like, oh, I can do a flip. He's <laughs> like, well done, you're on a show. It's like, yeah, don't rush into to things. Cause like, you, you'll thank yourself later. Like looking back on my first few appearances, abysmal well but (laughs) everyone is gonna be bad but it's like i'd wish i'd had at least a few more months to like actually learn some more basics before i did
0: but at least you were given the opportunity for it you know like i think i very much like i can totally understand when someone is invited and gets an opportunity to do something when before they are ready and they don't say no you know,
1: Yeah, like, like, I would like, have never said no.
0: <laughs> exactly, and, and you shouldn't, to be fair. Like, what's wrong there is that you had a promoter that was, like, taking advantage of the fact that you could fill uh, a spot on the roster without having to pay the person to wrestle there, you yeah. know? So which happens a lot, but hey, it's it's what it is. Um, We're gonna watch a few of these matches, as I said. Is there any few specific matches that kind of like stand out, even if there were some that we're not gonna watch today? Any specific matches that stand out to you as as like special that you really enjoyed or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I'd say um, one I sent to you, but I don't think we're watching, is my Battle Pro debut against Mm. Ashmore. yeah. That was like the first show I was on where I felt like it had like a really good audience. Hmm. Cause like I was on the IPW shows, which had good audiences, but then that like went away quite quick because of the promoter. But um, yeah, after that I was only really doing like family shows, which are good, great experience, like really fun to do, but I hadn't been in front of like a, a crowd that would like pop for moves, like an indie crowd, I guess. Hmm. Um, And I'd like obviously been to every battle pro show, like just helping out and all that. And I knew how like great the atmosphere was. So I was really excited for that one. And, um, it kind of got sprung upon me like the week before, I think. Um, and I was actually, I actually had my first abroad booking the day after. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I had, uh, to like ask the, the Italian promoter to like, get me a later flight so I could do the battle pro. And then go straight there because I didn't want to miss yeah. out on the battle Pro booking. Yeah, uh, I
0: think it was and, a, a thing where like Ashmore's partner uh, wasn't a, wasn't available for the show anymore. Uh, yeah, uh, but then they still wanted to get Ashmore on the show, so it's like let's let's just give him someone. Let's give him like a, uh, not a squash, but uh, an enhancement match. Well, yeah. like, it's a bit more like that. And I think it's like well, he's been training with us. He's good enough for the role. Let's give him the shot, right? I think it was pretty much what happened there.
1: Yeah, and Ashmore is so good. Like it's yeah, ridiculous. Man it's ridiculous and like um, I trained with him quite a lot and we did that UKPW show like a few weeks before mm-hmm. um, so he, he was like overly generous if anything I don't think anyone else would let me get that much stuff in <laughs> but like, he was literally like yes do every move and then I hit you with a lambar check and we'll be done <laughs> and I was like sick he,
0: he loves to sell It's so yeah. he loves to like hit me with moves let's like, do this and this and whatever and just have some fun there um, mm. yeah that match like you're talking about that UKPW match which we're not going to watch today don't ask me why. Um, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, that was a fun experience as well. It was, really, it was like imagine war games but without the cages, and and <laughs> the blood. Right? That's basically what what, what we did there.
1: Um, that was another last minute booking as well for me. Yeah. I was literally like sat at home doing nothing, and then um, Kieran Donnelly called me, and he was like, "Are you free?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Do you want to do a show?" Was like, yeah, because I the think. Day. Um, yeah, literally on the day. I, think <laughs> I Cuban, didn't know that. Yeah, because it was I had a singles match with him first and then we did that like war Games type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Cuban was meant to be his partner and literally like on the day for some reason, he couldn't do it. Mm. So <laughs> Kieran just called me out of the blue and was like, uh, can you get to, uh, where was it? Like Gillingham or something? Gillingham, yeah.
0: Gillingham. Yeah, he was
1: like, can you get there like within the next hour? And I was like, I can try. <laughs> like, I literally like, ran upstairs, packed my bags and ran out the door to the train station. <laughs> And yeah, we had that singles match and then that war games match with you guys. We had a sing oh no, you two had a singles match.
0: I did Yeah, I had a tag match. It was me and Ashmore tagging with uh the Hitset maybe or the other guys, I don't know. Um any other matches that stand out to you so far? Yeah. For What's your that? Uh, of your any other matches of like your uh, your vast and heavy career that kinda of <laughs> stand out to you as well as something like at least like special moments for you?
1: Um well, yeah, the obvious one is the uh, the progress pre-show uh, mm. with Rex because that was like, obviously, like progress was like a massive goal for me. Um, and the pre-show is so like, I set myself like two goals like that are achievable every year in wrestling mm. that I think are realistic. So that year, I think I had three that year and I'd managed to get all three, which was sick. One of them was... Uh, to get the Young lion spot at Frontline for Will, mm-hmm. uh, which I got the second try around. I didn't get at the first try out. Um, second one was to main event a show, which I did literally the day before the, the Progress thing. I main evented Triumph Wrestling with Mills. Uh, and then the day after was Progress Pre-Show, which was my other goal. So yeah, that whole weekend really was like a massive moment for me. It's like the That's first awesome. time a promoter trusted me with the main event of a show <laughs> and I was absolutely dead. Like, you know how much of a machine Mills is? Mm-hmm. And the promoter was like, yeah, go 20. And I'd never gone like over 10 before. <laughs> so like, oh Jesus. I like, literally, the home stretch is me doing all my moves to Mills. and I was just so dead. He, like he, we planned like three dives in a row. And after the first one, I was like, <laughs> and then Mills was like, get back in, do another one. <laughs>
0: That does sound like Mills. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, they, I, I haven't wrestled anyone as much as I wrestle him, and uh, that does sound exactly like a match like him. That's a really cool weekend. Sounds like a good uh, um, like one of those important like, moments. I just like kind of go back every once in a while and just think about. It, it just like stands out, which is pretty cool. Um yeah. Jay asks, "What about your incredible training match? Can't believe it's not a good mention. He didn't get a mention yet.
1: Oh, of what course, my uh, uh, my insane training match against Jay at Knuckle Locks in the, oh. the main event of the, the training. That was actually really fun. We had, it was just like a normal training session we was doing match practice. Um, and me and Jay got matched up. And I don't think I'd don't think I'd trained with you Jay that many times before that, but I knew like other people said he was good. <laughs> we just planned like some proper indie match for training and it just came
0: off really good. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's okay, I guess. Carl asks who won. Who won? Me of course. We're to drop out to that straw. Come on! Oh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, let's. Um, we're gonna watch these matches now. Uh, but let me just say this uh, before we go, or like at least uh, put this in before we go. How can people like fo- uh, find you um, and stuff? And Ooh, follow you. And this is where I have to remember my apps and do it and stuff. Um, it's it's Danny underscore Black underscore ninety nine. By the way,
1: on Twitter that that's uh, the one. Yeah, and then on Instagram it's Danny Black underscore ninety nine.
0: Not so
1: the there's dead. only
0: one on in that one. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> um, you should
1: have, have you tried uh,
0: changing your Twitter handle to only one? Underscore? Yeah.
1: Cause I can't, yeah, I can't get that for some reason. I don't know why it won't let me. I want everything to be the same. So it's easier to remember. But, You're uh, going to have to Facebook. find
0: something went wrong. It looks like a blocked account. You're going to have to find another, another handle that goes on both.
1: Yeah. Facebook, Danny black pro wrestler which uh, I just repost everything from Instagram. Um, there, I have a YouTube channel where I've, I used to upload MVs and stuff, and there's a couple of full matches on there. That's just Danny Black. Um, yeah, that's about it, I think.
0: Very fun to talk with Danny here on my podcast, make sure you guys return next week to another conversation, make sure you follow him on his social media, you can find links for everything in the notes, and follow me as well on your favorite platform, whatever that is, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, dfrancisco underscore one is where you can find everything, would be great to have you there, and uh, yeah, keep an eye out for my, my vlog tomorrow, if you wanna watch most recent vlog or any of them it's on my YouTube channel the underscore one link is in the description and I'll be back uh, next week with another guest maybe with a catch- up during the week we'll see no want to promise you anything but uh, we'll do it thanks for listening talk to you next time cool cool.